0: made been any great advances in
1: prison rape or space travel? <laughs> <laughs> the father of the, and the holy <laughs> Hello and welcome to Toe Fop. I'm Charlie Claussen. I'm Will Anderson. Why do we do it, Will?
0: What do we do what? Drink during the day. Oh, yes, right. Sorry. Yeah. And there were so many questions that that could have been like <laughs> relating to why do we do it. Yeah. That was like a really deeply philosophical way to start <laughs> very, a podcast. Very
1: philosophical for a very, very simple equation. Yeah,
0: why do we do it? Mid-strength beer Yeah. in the middle yeah, of the doesn't, day. It
1: doesn't make any sense. Why
0: is there mid-strength beer?
1: Uh, to lessen <sighs> incidents of violence, I'm guessing.
0: Right. But, like, I mean, we went to a Sydney Swans game. mm What's the violence going to be? That somebody mistook a macchiato for a piccolo. That's
1: right. You might get a uh, California roll in the back of the head.
0: It's like <laughs> they serve sushi at the footy.
1: They're a strange crowd like the AFL crowd in Sydney, aren't they? Like, yeah. I mean, they really came to life when the Swans got up. Yeah. But like before that, it was almost like being in a library. <laughs> you know, I actually felt uncomfortable about making too much It was money. like the
0: football was in the way. Yeah. It was like the football was in the way of the gathering that the people were having. They've served Krispy Kreme donuts in boxes yeah. at the football, at the SCJ.
1: That seems weird, isn't it? Is that, is that say that cultural imperialism has won, that the Americans have won, if they're serving Krispy Kremes instead of the traditional Jambal Donuts? Cause a Jambal jam Donuts ball astra- donut.
0: Are they Jambol Donuts Australia? Do the rest of the world have jam ball donuts? No, but I think... A jam ball donut's like an inherently Aussie snack. That's a Uh, good question, actually. I don't know. Like, when you go to, like, you know, the baseball at Madison Square... Oh, no, where do you go to that? At, like, um, Uh, Wrigley Field. Field. Yeah. Can you get a jam donut? When you go to the basketball at Madison Square Garden, can you get a jammy donut?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I thought... I just associate it with uh, two things. South Melbourne Market... No, uh, Victoria Market in Melbourne and the football. I don't even know if they do hot jam donuts at the football now, do they? (sighs) This is my first football game I've been to in a year today.
0: But, like, I I guess Melbourne, though, definitely, like, your hot jam donut is more your your cold-weather snack. Mm. You know what I mean? It's got that, like, you know... Like, the jam donut in itself is an incredibly impractical snack because, you know, there was always that fear of, like, do you bite straight into the jam donut? get the lava. And, like, it could be really fucking hot and ruin the whole donut experience. Or do you, like, kind of edge around the outside of the jam donut before you
1: yeah i around it i save it for last and then have an overload of sugar at the end
0: yeah right and so, it is that's what it's like yeah. it's just like hot wet sugar yeah would you like some fat uh surrounding some hot wet sugar because there's
1: no actual strawberries and strawberry that kind of strawberry jam is there that's just like red sugar paste
0: i assume it's invented in a factory <laughs> yeah, Do you know what i mean it, like yeah. it's something that like it's just full of numbers like it is hot numbers. Would you like some fat covering some hot numbers? Like the
1: opening credits of Breaking Bad. Yeah, that's actually the ingredients for a hot jam donut. Hot jam donut.
0: <laughs> like I mean, it's like it's a very. I mean, I guess it's a snack that just makes you think about the planet. Yeah, jam donut because it's much like a metaphor for the very planet on which we exist. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, it's the molten hot, core, hot molten core. You know, full of uh, people's souls. Is that, is that where hell is? No, is hell in the middle of the planet? Yeah, it's under where there. is hell? It's the underworld. Yeah, it's the underworld, right? But
1: I don't think it's a physi- I don't think it's physically under the ground, just like heaven is. I mean, heaven's, but heaven's, heaven's in like, the sky.
0: Heaven's in the sky, isn't it? Well,
1: I guess angels have kind wings. of. And angels have wings, so it yeah, must be. It must be in the sky. That's <laughs> yeah. why angels need wings. Yeah.
0: If it wasn't in the sky, they'd just get on buses. You know what I mean? So I guess that that means that like hell need like. The, so is our whole planet filled with people emaciated? Like in the molten center, yeah, and that's why <laughs> the, the, it's so the jam, hot. The jam donut
1: <laughs> How would if if the day of reckoning came, right? And so you know, God comes down and says, "All right, we're wrapping this up. Um, we're going to take the good people to heaven, the bad people to hell," and He asks you to take the bus, <laughs> the bus to heaven. What does that say? That says you're a good person, but you're not one of the. You're not getting wings. No, you're not getting wings. You no, you're
0: not getting to fly with an angel.
1: Is there a blue bus to heaven? Because uh, you're on that bus, Charlie. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're on that one. Line up, Charlie. <laughs> Do you have a ticket? <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's the most humiliating thing.
0: Charlie's there on the bus to heaven, trying to fish around for change.
1: Uh, I, I had to catch a bus the other day. I hate if I have to go into the city, I'll always take public transport because trying to find a park in the city is like one of my great. I can't afford like the Sydney city parking. And trying to find like Man, the
0: park, like the other day in the city of Sydney, it cost me sixty nine dollars. Like, don't get me wrong; I thought that was hilarious. I was like, ah, yeah, sixty <laughs> yeah, nine to myself. I went, ah, I bet that's why they made it sixty nine, just so blokes don't complain quite as much. <laughs> and um, sixty nine dollars for two hours of parking. I have honestly, in my life, lived in flats where that was my rent for a week. Yeah, what well, I paid for fucking parking to no. put my car in for two hours—that's
1: insane. So I'll, I'll take the bus, but. I worked out probably the most humiliating thing you can do is run for a bus. What like, do you mean? There is nothing that just sort of... It's just an awkward... Because you don't want... There'll be another one in 15 minutes. It's not yeah. like it's the only bus.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but when you do that... It's, it's when you get caught between bus stops and you do that half like, oh, you know, I don't want to look like an idiot, but you get that half shuffle on, but you're also trying to get your change out and your ticket out or whatever at t- just to, so you're not going to hold up the bus at one last second. But it's just... I don't know. I find it to be... I don't know if my it's ego like, is such that it'll ma- I'd rather be late for an appointment than run for a bus.
0: Right. Or, you, or basically what you're saying is, look, I understand that if I'm catching the bus, I probably don't have anything that important to go to that I need to rush for. <laughs> so this is, I pretended like I'm in a rush to something. Yeah, but clearly right. if I was important and had important things to do, I wouldn't be catching the bus. That's right. That's exactly. <laughs> so, a self-defeating. You, you, you all see through my charade. Yeah. I think my next And time, it's the middle of the day. I'm running for a bus in the middle of the day. What I should
1: do next time is when the bus is coming is just actually take the opposite approach and just mm. slow down to a saunter and yep. maybe just like light, light a cigarette.
0: I don't need it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need this bus. There's another one coming in 15 minutes and I've got nothing that is that it's important. Not like to doll, it's not like the doll office is going that far away. Yeah, mate. Unless it's Wednesday and it shuts at one, today <laughs> is fine. <laughs> so we went out to the footy today and we were talking about um, uh, coaching of football And uh, in the Aussie rules and we were just talking about the difference between young coaches and old experienced coaches and, you know, whether good players make good coaches. And I think this is, yeah, true uh, not just for uh, football but in life sometimes the best teachers – are not the people who are naturally gifted themselves. Yeah. So, like, when it came to football, I don't think... That, like, a lot of the coaches in the football were, like, back pocket players. They were the... Like, for people who don't follow Australian rules football, they were the real workman-like, yeah. you know, players in the team. And I think they make good coaches because they actually... Have to know how shit works, yeah, because they're not actually that talented. Yeah, because
1: if you're an awesome footballer, you just expect that everyone was born
0: with those yeah. skills. You just go like, "Hey guys, um, when the ball goes down our end, why don't you jump over the top of everybody, <laughs> take the best mark of all time, and then kick it over your head for a goal?" Yeah. That's what I used to do. Yeah, it's just like, do that.
1: It's like it's like Superman saying, uh, giving Batman crime fighting techniques. Yeah. And he's like, "When the criminal, he got him cornered in the alleyway, just use your heat vision." I
0: uh, I don't. Uh, hey, Superman, I don't have heat vision. Oh well, that's fine. We'll just use your. I just uh, got this bad mask.
1: Use your super breath and freeze him. And I like don't that. have
0: a super breath. <laughs> I'm I'm just a man dressed as a bat.
1: Oh, we'll just grab him and fly into the atmosphere and choke him out. I
0: can't like- fly. I've got a series of contraptions <laughs> that I've made with my butler Alfred in in a dungeon. But um, uh, I'm sorry, I'd actually ca- I can't. You, fly. you know what
1: Batman is in the Justice League? He's the uh, he's the guy who didn't have the marks to get into that course at uni. But yeah. His parents are really rich. Yeah. And so he was able to either like pay like a tutor or someone to get him in, but he actually and he's isn't got all qualified. the best gear. Yeah, he's, he's got, got the, the best, best computer. Gear. Yeah,
0: he's got the best suit, and they'll always have
1: meetings at his place because he's got the best pad. He's got. Oh, it was awesome Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No one, no one wants to go to the the Arctic
0: Circle to go to the Fortress of Solitude. It's cold. If nothing else, and yeah, you, you have to get Superman to fly you there, <laughs> yeah. like the Batcave, and then he has to tap Bruce's house. He has to pick he can up can go that, there on the bus. That big key.
1: Like, how impractical is that giant key that Superman has to use? Yeah. To open the Fortress of Solitude. totally impractical. And when you've got friends coming to stay, when you're like, when Superman's overseas or something, yeah. does he leave that under like a pot plant somewhere? <laughs> it's like guys, it's a giant pot giant, plant. There's
0: a giant pot plant <laughs> The giant key.
1: Like, you have to call Superman and say, yeah, we found the key. Problem is, uh, we can't move the giant pot yeah. plant to
0: get to the giant key. Yeah. Hey, Superman, does he have a cat? Does he need someone <laughs> <laughs> to check in on the super cat? Well, he's why a I mean, do you keep stuff at the Fortress, fortress of Solitude? I don't know, does he have trophies? Batman has trophies. What? Like, does he have books and stuff? Like, I mean, if you're out there being, you know, all by yourself, maybe you want a book or. I always. Does he have DVDs or some knickknacks?
1: I always thought the idea of the Fortress of Solitude Mm. is uh, inherent in the title. Yeah. (laughs) Is that he goes, it's like a sensory deprivation tank. Right. He just goes there to uh, trip without the Abe's of chemicals. So it would
0: defeat the purpose if he had stuff there, is what you're saying. Yeah,
1: I think so. Because that's. Food?
0: Does he have food there?
1: He doesn't have to eat. He? Are we, but he does
0: eat, doesn't he? Though, like he does eat. I say when he goes to Fortress of Solitude, it's like Ramadan. He doesn't. Have, he doesn't have to eat. It's about so. him getting more in touch with his like. You well,
1: know. It's, it's normally when he's uh, got to talk to his dad or something. Yeah, it's like he goes to one of those cafes, those internet cafes where you buy like a twenty dollar card. <laughs> Can, like, when you're in Thailand, you can call your folks back
0: home. Yeah, that's, so. that's, and that's what the fortune fortune. But, but like, but he doesn't have drinks or like yeah, just for his own. And, like after he's talked to dad, and he's like, "Fuck, I could oh do God, a beer." That, like, <laughs> that <really laughs> demanded,
1: considering that my father actually died yeah. like years and years ago in a distant yeah, planet, I'm, a actually distant planet. Talking I'm talking to DVDs. Her.
0: Do you know what would really help me out right now? A toasted sandwich. <laughs> Like, does he not have that?
1: Well, I don't think he needs to have it there because he can get it in a millisecond. He can just, like...
0: Still got to be impractical. It's still got to be more, like, practical to have stuff there than it is to have to fly around the world and, like, you know, get a toaster sandwich and then fly back, even if you have super speed. But you've seen the second
1: Superman movie where, uh, you know, Lois finds out that he's Superman, so yeah. he takes her back to Fortress Solitude and she's like, oh, you know, what do, he says, what do you feel like tonight? She's like, oh, pasta. So he flies to, like, Italy and gets yeah. a bowl of pasta and flies to Brazil and picks some fruit and stuff.
0: That's impressive. But you don't have to do that every time.
1: I suppose it's only because you had a chick there. Yeah, <laughs> you, you always make that extra effort.
0: It's like, you know, it's like when you have a chick over, you will, like, eat on plates. <laughs> but, <laughs> and not over the sink. <laughs> not over the sink out of the thing you prepared it in. <laughs> so Superman's got to be like that as well. Yeah. I mean, Superman, I can imagine, with the saucepan, like maybe you would use his vision... Like, yeah, he just, but he'd get some beans in a saucepan and he'd, yeah. like, heat vision them and then, like, he get eat them out of the saucepan.
1: you just see him, like, wiping his mouth with his cape. Just sitting yeah. on a couch, like, <laughs> feet up. He's got a pair of red Ugg boots that he puts on when he gets to the Fortress of Solitude. Feet up on a cushion, just, like, sitting there, just dabbing. Eating it out of the can and then dabbing his mouth with his I, cape.
0: I imagine it's just like he's man cave. And that's why he's telling Lois. He's yeah. like, Oh, I've got to go to the Fortress of Solitude. I've got to get a message from my father, but then he just gets up there and it's like
1: Yeah, it's just like he's got a bar
0: fridge and it's got a couch, totally. Foxtel sports on. Why does he always have to go and visit the Fortress of Solitude during test match cricket season? <laughs> <laughs> For five days in a row? That seems unusual. Oh well, he's gotta to talk to his dead dad. <laughs> Through time and space.
1: I don't know how did that work? The 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 thing with him talking to his dad. So, Jor, hang on, he's Calel, he, he's yeah, and Jor was Jor El's his dad. So Jor El, uh, knowing that his son was, because c- he knew a bit about Earth, because he knew the yellow sun would make his son yeah, this strong. So he said, "I'm going to just pre-record a bunch of stuff that yeah. this guy's going to need to know." Yeah. On- Every single topic imaginable, yeah. yeah. Is that the way it works, or is it some kind of alien technology where it's intuitive and it can detect his questions and there's some
0: AI going on? oh uh, look, I think that's probably the second one. it's probably true, but I like to think that the, the other one, that Jor-el like,
1: was just massively like. I
0: like it's like to think it's like that Vodafone lady, you ring up, oh yeah. and they've just clearly recorded a lot of things, and you, if you put, you know, they just jam all the letters together, yeah. and so occasionally, Jor- did R- you say <laughs> Kryptonite? <laughs> would have been great if some of those moving speeches were done more in that sort of broken that's yeah. been recorded together. <laughs> that would be great. Well, cal Yeah. <laughs> you have come to planet Earth. Or it was not even like he didn't get to do it all himself. It's like one of those ones where he just had to record his own name into it. Oh, yeah. So it's like a computer talking. Yeah. Hello, Jor-El.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the Fortress of Solitude. <laughs> Do you still have friends who have wacky voicemail messages? Yeah. I had a friend who used to change it like every month, like every time you called in. Yeah, be me a too. Wacky message.
0: Yeah, but then Twitter came along. Yeah. Ah. Like that's basically what, you know, that, that's for now. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I, 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 mine's always short because I always think there's, everyone knows what it is, you know? Everyone knows what to do. You don't have to tell them what to do, but there's nothing you can really say that is like, yeah, you know, it's like that... Um, I mean, I can't be honest. Hi, this is Will. My phone's probably right next to me yeah. and I haven't picked it up. I haven't even turned it over to see who it is. And chances are I'm probably not going to get back to you until I feel like I'm going to run into you again and then be like, oh, fuck, I better get back to them because <laughs> then it'll be awkward when I run into them. Beep.
1: <laughs> There's a fucking dude I knew at uni who um, he thought he was Ethan Hawke from Reality Bites. Oh. Like, he was that slacker yeah. kind of anti-hero. And his voicemail message was along the lines of, um something like hey you've called nick beep's coming beep (laughs) it's just like oh (laughs) jesus christ i'm sure when he listened to his voicemail back there's just a lot of like painful groans from people just going oh you are such a dick (laughs) why is that your voicemail message he he probably thought it was awesome he probably thought he was like well i think it's based on i think Ethan Hawke's one in related bites is something along the lines of you know hey you know Time for the beep or some shit like that. It's like, oh, how very fucking self-referential and self-aware, Ethan Hawke. I hated that character in Reality Bites. <laughs> oh, I always like a poet or a musician or some yeah, shit? Yeah, I, I
0: really sympathized
1: with him. Of course, and you then did. his dad he died. You were him.
0: And he, <laughs> I had, a, I honestly had that same beardy. I always see
1: that. That says a lot about us because I more sympathized with. The Ben Stiller ben character. Ben Stiller, really? And I was like, he's such a fucking nice guy. And he's just trying to do the right he's thing. He's just
0: trying to do the right he thing. He's a real get, get her. Yeah, he
1: doesn't get <laughs> it. He just doesn't get it. He doesn't understand why she likes this indie fucking dropout dude. Yeah. Because I reckon that was he's, me. He's
0: got a job. He's a nice guy. Yeah. He doesn't understand why she would hang out with such a selfish loser. <laughs> yeah. Good looking,
1: mysterious, enigmatic, selfish loser. No, no. I just, I, I mean, I don't know if the way it was marketing it, but I remember very at the time feeling like, oh, they're trying to sell us Generation X. Yeah, like, that's what trying. it was. That was. But do you think the film actually, or do you think that was the marketing? Because I've heard Ben Stiller talk about that film afterwards, saying, oh, we were in the same way. Nirvana say, hey, we didn't intend to be, you know, the spokespeople for a generation. Yeah. I've heard Ben Stiller come and say, oh, that sort of became known as like the Generation X film, but we. We we're just trying to make a romantic comedy,
0: like an indie romantic comedy. Yeah, no, totally, and that's why I think it wasn't as cynical as you know they weren't trying to you know we're going to define Generation X. Yeah, it was written by a young woman, like based on her. It was her first time script. Oh, who was that? And I can't remember what her name was, but she wrote it like basically about her and her friends, and yeah, that right. was so the, it's literally autobiographical. Yeah, and that was the story of the time, you yeah. know, and of course it had that, you know yeah, romantic, I'm going to go for the, the loser who writes poems who doesn't have yeah. a real job. Because she was a young female scriptwriter. Yeah. What sort of guy is she going to go for? Yeah, yeah. Some suit? Yeah, yeah. Or some, like, romantic guy that she's come up with in her head who, like, you know, reads her poems or die and, yeah. like, she thinks that'll be really romantic. It wouldn't. It'd be fucking annoying. Yeah. You'd be like, can you make me a cup of tea? You'd be like, shall I compare your tea to a... Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Just make me some tea. Have you ever read Wuthering Heights? Oh, at school.
1: Yeah, so you know, like, Heathcliff is like one of the earliest archetypes of the brooding, you know, mm-hmm. anti hero
0: love interest. And I've remember- also followed most of it from the Kate Bush song, Mothering <laughs> Heights. Yeah. So I picked up most of the plot from that as well.
1: I remember reading that at uni, and I was studying lit, and I was probably like one of the only two guys in that class. And I remember we were reading it, and we had a discussion about it, and um, they're like, So, what are your impressions of Heathcliff? And I'm like, This fucking guy, <laughs> <laughs> this unreliable. Like, uh, uh, violent, yeah. misogynistic, you know, monosyllabic. He's just an idiot. I, I mean, I can't understand why any girl would be attracted to him. And then cut to every other woman in the room. is just like, oh, hootquiff. <laughs> like, he's so passionate. And I'm like, but he's a prick. Do you, do you not see that? Like, something happens to girls. I, I think they grow out of it in their mid to late 20s. Yeah. Where they, that is an attractive quality. Like, the more, the, the worse they treat you, it's like, I've got to get to the hardest problem. I can save this one. Like, it's... You know, I mean,
0: there's, there's he's some deep. kind of genetic... He's clearly deep. They're not, If though. he's got all this, like, anger and... You know, he's deep, Charlie. Yeah. That's why he doesn't say anything <laughs> and hates me. Yeah. He's deep. And once I discover that... Once I discover the red-hot jam inside... Inside his, his donut. Warm donut of a heart. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah, I don't... I've never... I mean, I, I've never been a brooding guy, so maybe that's why I don't identify. I like Batman, though. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, that kind of brooding, I can understand. Well, that makes sense. He's fighting crime. Yeah. You know? What are you fighting when you're Heathcliff? I don't know. What did Heathcliff do? I can't even remember what he did. Uh, what was his I, job? I think, oh, look, I could be guessing, but maybe Real he say? was... No, no, but I think maybe he wasn't from, like, one of that rich families. He yeah. was kind of, like, either from a, a lower class status, or maybe he was a worker or something like that. But he just, he just seemed to cross the moors, stand on the moors and brood, I'm pretty right. sure. So he was like an early Batman. Yeah, in the same way Batman stands <laughs> on
0: the rooftops.
1: Fuck, man. We're going to sound like idiots. If anyone actually actually read Wuthering Heights wants to give us like a, a If anyone has read
0: Wuthering Heights and is also listening to this podcast, you've got to look at the choices you have made <laughs> since you read Wuthering Heights. Yeah. At that stage, your life was on track. Things were going really well for you. Your parents were very proud of you. You were the sort of person who's read Wuthering Heights. And now you're listening to this. What happened? Is it drugs? <laughs> if it's drugs, tell somebody. <laughs> uh, tell us. <laughs> Where well, you got them? Yeah. How much they are? Private message. <laughs>
1: we can take care of that shit. Did you, st- did you study, uh, when you were doing journalism, did you do any like um, electives like that, like literature or photography or art or anything
0: like that? No, I did. Um, uh, my, all my electives were politics. So I did politics and stuff like that. Um, but uh, I did literature in 11, year 11 and 12. Um, so we kind of, you know, studied famous, famous shit that was boring,
1: <laughs> famous, boring shit. Did anything ever, did anything appeal appeal to you? Anything really get your imagination? Oh,
0: no, you know what? No, no. Um, uh, Hunter S. Thompson. Like that was. You the, read that at school?
1: Yeah. That's pretty subversive. Yeah. I
0: think, um, we read the. Isn't that one of the band texts?
1: Oh no, it was J.D. Salinger was a band. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Although I read Catcher in the Riot at, at school yeah, as well. Same. Um, uh, So I read Fear and Loathing and uh, something else when I was at high school. And that was kind of that first time. That was actually kind of vaguely why I thought that I wanted to be a journalist because I enjoyed that style of... Gonzo. Gonzo, which is, I mean, it's actually very comic. What what came first, gonzo journalism or the puppet gonzo? Gonzo. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't know. Let's add this to the list of (laughs) what came first, (laughs) the diaphragm or the human diaphragm. The puppet or the term Gonzo? The puppet or the term? This one's closer. I actually don't know of the two. No, was it, it, the puppet named after this gon- style of journalism? Well, How gonzo, long has Gonzo well, the puppet been around for? What
1: since the seventies, maybe? I'm pretty sure Gonzo journalism is like a, what? What do you so, when you take two words and like like Tomcat, the Tom and Katie, right? So like was, Gonzo is like it was two,
0: two celebrities who were married to each other. <laughs> yeah, uh, Gon the Frutera <laughs>
1: and Zoe Deschanel. Gonzo. Zoe Deschanel, Zoe Deschanel. Like, there we go. Got it. Hey, drink everyone for anyone who's <laughs> the Zoe Deschanel, the new Adam Sandler of Toe Fop. That wasn't even a conscious decision.
0: Uh, what else? What else? Uh, so, what are we talking about? Hunter S. Thompson. Oh yeah, read in. So, Hunter S. Thompson uh, was. Um, I, I fell in the ro- in love with the romance of that. I thought it was really good, mm. and I also like was like, oh man, taking drugs seems really fun. What a crack at that. That's unsurprising. I let you read that at school. Oh, I man, I guess they let you read heaps of stuff at school. I'm know? just trying to
1: think if there was anything I read that like had... No, I mean, we read mostly the classics, but I think, yeah, Catching the Rye or... What's that one, uh, The Outsider? Is that the... Yeah, Albert Camus. Yeah, the, it's yeah. the ex- existentialist one where he kills the Moroccan guy.
0: Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, it's one of those races that go there's, a, there's a Cure song called Killing an Arab. That's which right. Which is based on the 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 book. Yeah. When I was tutoring... Uh, year 11 and year 12 English, Charlie. Something you might not know about me that I used no. to know. tutor. Sounds like a John Candy sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I used to tutor for these, um, these... No, no, it's Charles in Charge, actually. <laughs>
1: I was thinking, oh, it must be some sitcom. There actually was one about a tutor. Charles in Charge, yeah, of
0: It wasn't like Charles in Charge. No, you didn't end up, like, dating one of the daughters. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't have a wacky friend
1: yeah. who was Willie Ames. Who turned into a fucking a Jesus freak. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah, he and Kirk Cameron. Both uh, fundamentalist Christians now. Wow, that's where all the cool cool, people are. (laughs) Willie Ames actually has a character that he plays in, like you know, uh, promotional videos called Bible Man. I'm pretty sure this is true. Uh, Maybe I'm inventing it. No, I'm pretty sure. The human internet is bringing... I'm pretty sure Willie Ames, yeah, he's like a Christian who plays... He's like a superhero? Bible man? Yeah, like, I I don't think he acts anymore. I think he just works for the church. Yeah. But he does these kind of promotional videos as Bible man. I assume
0: you'll get to play Bible man in the gritty reboot Reboot of (laughs) Bible man. Yeah,
1: Bible man. Old Testament. (laughs) That's what you'd call
0: it. (laughs) He must have Pharisees.
1: (laughs) Can we trust him? (laughs) Judith. Can we trust him?
0: <laughs> Second Commandment: Don't mess with Bible man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why is there that need? Like every uh, time people try and market to kids, like if it's a Commonwealth Bank or whatever, they yeah. always like they always try and invent a superhero. Like, hey, it's like Savings Man. It's yeah. like I don't that that's the laziest kind of marketing to kids. That the fact that just because a, a kid sees someone in a cape, they're immediately gonna go, oh, awesome, great, oh, well,
0: superhero. Yeah, yeah I, I guess there are some. Something-
1: some things that don't well, because you know, like just because you call him someone man, like couch man, yeah. you know, or fucking couch uh, man. Yeah, that sounds right.
0: Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Charlie's been uh, standing around for ages and is a little bit weary. <laughs> it looks like a job for couch man. <laughs> By the power of couch skull,
1: <laughs> transforms into a yeah,
0: couch. I think that'd be right. I love oh, the catch man. Um, uh, it's always, uh, the, uh, there was a game when we were growing up called the Ungame. Did you ever play the Un-Game? Um, no. It was like a Christian version of Monopoly. Why? Why? I don't know, because like, I think it was because you were meant to, it was all about sharing. Oh, rather. So rather it wasn't than about buying, buying other people's assets, houses right? and kicking them out. It was more about, we've all got a house. Let's sit in the house and eat Jesus. And let's make the gay kid sit on his own. <laughs> <laughs> Tell That's him right. he's wrong. We can put him in this mind adjustment camp <laughs> yeah. that you have
1: bought. What? Well, so what was it? You just moved pieces around a puzzle, and yeah, you yeah, bought...
0: no, and you had to answer. You, oh, that's right. I remember you, the questions were from the Bible. I think. But you didn't. Well, you weren't raised religious, though. No, but my nana was religious, so I think it was probably a, a nana gift. Yeah, she was like, "Oh, I don't want you playing all those rude games like Scrabble." Yeah, or Operation with or nude, Operation. nude men. <laughs> you can see straight to that guy's funny bone.
1: <laughs> yeah, so she bought us the un game. To play, it was horrible. Why was it UN? Is that UN? Yeah, well, it was not the UN game. It was. A oh, game. maybe it was. Maybe United it was. Nations. It was a game. The UN game. <laughs>
0: Imagine uh, if the whole time I was playing it, it really was about the UN, and I and I just couldn't understand it because I thought it was called the UN game. It'd
1: be great to see Angelina Jolie like get a citation, and she goes, "I'm so proud to be honored by the UN." Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, that's the only one uh, that we had. But, yeah, the superheroes, um, I guess, like Savings Man and all that sort of thing, they do... It, it, it's when they try to be educational. But there was Captain Planet. Yeah, Captain Planet was kind of educational. Apparently right? they said... I mean, it was just online, but uh,
1: they're making a feature film version of that.
0: they make a Captain Planet movie. Yeah, I can't think of anything that's more
1: kind of late 80s, early 90s than Captain Planet. Like, it, the look of that cartoon and the concept behind it, you know, it was back, you know, when environmental... Cause first became really, really trendy. Can't imagine how you'd apply Captain Planet to this day and age. Captain Carbon Tax. Yeah,
0: I mean, <laughs> that's a sidekick. Imagine that's how desperate the government will get. Kid, when kid they, Carbon Tax would be Captain Planet. and Kid Carbon Tax. Carbon tax. <laughs> <laughs> imagine if Julia Gillard went into the Australian Parliament and said, "Look, I know yeah. things. I know things haven't been going well." I know they're not
1: taking to it as well as i would hoped. Yeah,
0: I was really hoping this would be popular with the electorate. It turns out I'm probably going to lose my job. One last roll of the dice, <laughs> kid carbon tax. <laughs> <laughs> she might as well. That as would she... be genius. Like, wouldn't you like, wouldn't you talk about that tomorrow if like she the prime minister of the dice. country it'd just rolled roll It'd be great
1: if she like, she looked around the cabinet and she's like, Rudd, it's going to be you to put on the costume. <laughs> It's a fuck you. You take my job and now you're making me dress up as Kid Carbon Tax.
0: If you can't tell me if tomorrow the Prime Minister of Australia made the former Prime Minister of Australia dress up as Kid Carbon Tax and paraded him around the country, that wouldn't get her a couple of extra votes. Yeah, it
1: would, definitely.
0: Definitely. Like if you were Prime Minister and like she like so imagine you're in charge of the country, right? And Whoa. like and and now and shit's gone bad. Yeah. Like, it looks like you're going to lose your job. Yeah. So really, you've got nothing less, left to lose. What do you do? Uh, I don't know, man. Like, uh, so, so is there's
1: an election coming up or am I going to get deposed? Because it's up I'm, to you, man. So bad? Oh, no. Well, you're probably you're either going to lose I'm, the ga- I'm getting chased out
0: with pitchforks. It's that bad. <laughs> They're going to keep you until the election because they've already changed leaders once, like in Australia, so they can't afford to do it again. Yeah. But there's no way you're going to win the election. And no. you've got like six more months. What do you do in that time? Um,
1: make it illegal for any girl to turn me down for sex for six months
0: so you've got got six months as Prime Minister of Australia and you've used it to outlaw yourself as a sexual predator
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know it's sexual
0: predator man
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and that's the way I sell it (laughs) say hello to kids sexual predator oh no that's terrible (laughs) That doesn't work at all.
0: That doesn't work at all. Keep him away from the carbon tax kid.
1: (laughs) You know how sometimes you go to the football and the two mascots will fight? Oh, my God. The sexual predator and kid carbon (laughs) tax. That would be amazing. Uh, Um, What would you do? I, I don't know. What would you do? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's too much of it I've had a long day I've been right. drinking since one I can't make decisions that would either so are you saying like irrever- an irreversible decision that could determine where Australia goes I'm just now?
0: asking no well that's if what you, what you, that's if what you want to do with your time but you can do anything I'd be tempted just to fuck off overseas and meet some like important people do you know what uh, what I mean? I've got six months left as being Prime Minister. That well, opens some cool doors overseas. I go to some major sporting yeah. events. Yeah, I guess you got to look at your I perks. I go and cheer for Australia. Like, I would run through the banner with Australia at yeah. the Rugby World Cup. Yeah. You look at the perks. You look at
1: all the, yeah. the travel you get, the accommodation you get. You just live it up for a bit. Yeah. Just turn the phone off. <laughs> guys. You don't realize Australia's been invaded? I'm going to go around to it. I've got, I've got tickets to see. Uh, <laughs> Did you see me at Wimbledon? That new South Park show, those guys <laughs> <done> on Broadway.
0: Was <laughs> 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 it? Book of Mormon.
1: I come back. From now. That would
0: be great if you just went like you just started randomly. Like, where's, where's the prime minister? Uh, he's uh taken off overseas, uh, used his parliamentary credit card <laughs> to buy scalpers' front row tickets to the Book, <laughs> Book of, Mormon. of Mormon. It's really tough. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, really like, enjoyed it though. You expect him to wait six months <laughs> to be out of office
1: by then? That's right. That's amazing. Those fucking South Park. I know we've talked about them before. Mm. Like, I just have such I mean, they are amazing. Like, what they have done. I mean. It's not enough that they've dominated, like, television for, like, 10 years. Hey, let's just write possibly, like, you know, one of the, the best-reviewed musicals.
0: It's insane,
1: isn't it? Like, you know... Just, the- just switch. Like, people worked their whole lives to get a musical up, you know? People who studied musical theatre and stuff. These guys are like, ah. We're just, like, on a break of our, like, award-winning TV shows and running for 10 years that we write and direct every single episode and do the voices for One a
0: week. Yeah. They do one a week themselves. Yeah. We've
1: got time to do an award-winning musical.
0: It's fuck those guys. Fuck those got guys. Too much talent. They basically do that yeah. thing of going, hey, um, I know we're really good at um, you know, drawing a cartoon and making that every week and it being really successful. Why don't we make a whole feature length film with puppets? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that'll be awesome. Yeah. All right, done that. Good. Yeah. Um, so, what else should we do while we're making this uh, yeah, award winning TV show every single week? Write a Broadway musical, do that. Have it reviewed excellently by everybody in the world. Sell out for All six right. months in advance. Yep, tick. Yeah. <laughs> It's
1: amazing, like I just, I, I, can't, I mean, I, I, tell people, I reckon South Park has gotten better. Like that show, I mean, I don't know if the Simpsons probably got like really good round about thirteenth season, fourteenth yep, season, and then sure. sort of you know yeah. just been idling since. Probably got a bit worse, but they have just gotten better. I mean, the last three seasons have been so good, and it feels like the world is giving them more material to work with as well. You know what I mean? Like when they started, their jokes were a bit more general. But now they specifically will go after particular trends or, or celebrities. Like, it's so topical. It's great. It's, they're, t- they're amazing.
0: They must be those guys who just sit there waiting for people to fuck up and go, oh, thank fuck.
1: But they, that's what... I mean, how do you reckon... You went to see them talk, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, that's must, how they must run their writer's room. Is like they must have four or five topics ready to go at any one stage. I mean, I'm sure that they do write episodes, like, within that time frame, but they must have a thousand would be things that they, the water.
0: there'd be things that they are, uh, um, you know... Uh, willing to, they uh, they want to tackle. You know, yeah. You'd be sitting there going, "We want to do an episode about Mormons, yeah. or we want to do an episode about, you know, the Virgin Mary, or whatever." Well, but that's it the is. other
1: thing about that, to go back to the musical. They've made a musical about Mormons. Yeah, you know, like it's not like they took a, a, a famous movie and then said, "Oh, let's turn that into no. a musical." They made a musical about, about the Book of Mormons. That doesn't, from what I've read, a- actually a make Mormons. fun of Mormons. Like, how and the yet, the it's fuck hilarious. That?
0: It's impossible. Fuck them. Fuck those guys. (laughs) Fuck you, Matt and
1: Trey. Yeah. I mean, you can't hold it against them though, can you? I mean, I know Sean Penn
0: does.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Seems to hold it against Um, them.
0: Well, I I may have told this story on the podcast before, but when I went and saw them uh, talk, my favourite thing was that they said that uh, censorship was what actually helped them come up with their most creative things. Mm. So, like... um, they said – there was two stories they told which I, I really enjoyed. The first one was that the name of the South Park movie, which was what? Bigger, Bigger longer, uncut. Yeah. They got that through the censors because the censors just didn't get the joke until the posters had already been printed. And then the censors have rung up like three months later and gone, hang on, <laughs> you can't call your movie that. And they're like, uh, we've got posters. Uh, <laughs> the second thing was that the the famous episode, the, the Tom Cruise um, yeah. you know, in the closet – they wanted to do an episode about Tom Cruise being gay and the lawyers are like, no, no, we can't do an episode about Tom Cruise being gay. Really? Is
1: is, is Tom Cruise litigious when it comes to history? Yeah, really? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. In fact, we're we're getting some kind of summons tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah,
0: when I said Tom Cruise about Tom Cruise being gay, that fictional scenario they wanted to create. Yes. Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so the lawyers said, you can't can't do that. We're going to get sued by Tom Cruise. And I said, oh, well... um, can we say that Tom Cruise, you'll just be talking about being in a closet? And they said, no, no, he's going to sue. And they said, what if we just put him in a closet? And they're like, that's fine. And so th- they often said that the the, the, the creativity, the pressure of the censorship actually led to them making a decision that was a much funnier decision than what they'd originally wanted to do in the first place.
1: Did you ever watch um, Drop the Dead Donkey? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Drop, dead, not, not Drop, Drop the Dead Donkey. Not Drop Dead Donkey. <laughs> Drop, no. not, not in Drop Auto, Dead too. Donkey. Drop Dead, like an insult to a donkey. <laughs> no. Drop Dead Donkey. <laughs> You're confusing it with Drop Dead Fred. <laughs> the <laughs> the, uh, to, the other <laughs> yeah, The British classic. Um, but that, because they, that was the same thing, wasn't it? Where they would work like a week and they would just work with a topical. Yes.
0: But if anyone didn't see, I dropped the dead donkey. <laughs> because it was a bit of a cult hit at the best of times. I was it, it really? Yeah, it dropped the, the Donkey oh, was. I it was Yeah, big. no, oh, maybe in England. Yeah, right. but um, no, it was really kind of niche in Australia. Okay. But it was great. Uh, I'd highly recommend people check it out. But no, that was definitely a show because it was set in a newsroom. Yeah, and that was a show where they definitely kind of scripted out the interpersonal relationships like you know as a normal series but then they would just put topical news items and stuff and you know into them them reading the news at the end or they'd occasionally run a storyline through an episode but mm. you could tell that it was kind of more About, icing on the cake yeah, rather yeah. than yeah good show though
1: yeah I, it's funny they did an episode of um blue Hillers just before i joined it was a live one like for the first time in i don't know what 20 years when did they used to do live drama in australia probably what in the 60s and 70s i guess so jesus christ it must have been bad what <laughs> TV back then like you know, I've worked with a lot of actors and directors and stuff. You can't get it right the first time. Can you fucking imagine like how how much how many mistakes you would have seen, or would it be the opposite because you
0: couldn't make mistakes? You have back to get then. it right.
1: You wouldn't see mistakes. Yeah, no. Man, way around. Plus,
0: you know what? Back in those days, they were just so fucking excited to be watching a television. <laughs> you know what I mean, like that was still there a novelty. There are people
1: talking on this screen in front of me.
0: I know. Like ten years from now, people look back at us get, saying, "You know what? There was a time where people were just happy to watch three D." <laughs> No matter how shit it was, yeah. and all of it was shit, you know. And then eventually people will go, maybe we should use this technology for good, yeah. not just for uh, impressive hammer in the face. <laughs> yeah,
1: totally. I went and saw um Captain America last week, and yep. that was. I kind of feel with the three, you know, with like Underbelly. That first Underbelly worked really well. And so they just took almost exactly the same sort of beats and structure and put it into the second and third yeah. underbelly where it's like, okay, so tits here, gunfight here, funny bit here, ironic Houston music here. I kind of feel with 3D, especially with these superhero films that come out, I'm getting kind of the, the, this, it's the same 3D effect. Like all the worlds are starting to look kind of the same because the, the way they sort of are structuring the 3D, do you know what I mean? Like you know that when it's Thor or Captain America, there's gonna in the fight scenes, you're going to get fucking shit whizzing at your head. And it's not like a great way. Like the reason I'm watching a movie about guys fighting is I don't like fighting. I don't want to be, I don't want to be in the, the fight. fight. Yeah. But when you know you see these comic book films and it's just I'm getting this like 3D overload now. It's like you don't. I don't need to see that the bush is like you know four feet closer than the stairs and you know behind it. It's just, yeah, I've seen a bush. Yeah,
0: I know what bushes look <laughs> like. I'm happy for this just to be a representation of a bush. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not into it at all. 3D, but I did, did. you like Captain America in general? Did you like? Are you a Captain yeah. American fa- uh, Captain no, American fan? Yeah.
1: Well, the only Captain America I know is the Mark Miller Ultimates one, mm. and it pretty much was that storyline, wasn't it? That yep. kind of yeah. So yeah, it's all right. I I, just, I think that Chris Evans actually made me, made me like it more than I would. I thought he was really good. He was good. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, although I saw him on um, uh, Jimmy Fallon, and he was a douche. Really? I like a proper know. douche. And that's Are you sure actually he wasn't
1: just like, you know, playing it playing up? Playing a kid? douche? Well, no, because he's done it a couple of times, like with, you know, none of the movie and Scott Pilgrim, that's his kind of... No,
0: I think that's what he's really like. Yeah, and right. those two performances have been documentaries. Yeah. He was like a real jock. Firstly, he was wearing a skin tight shirt with a tie. Like, have you ever seen somebody do that? Like, like what Alex Perry wears. Right. <laughs> you know, like where it's a skin tight, like business shirt, yeah. but then like a tie... So it's like the shirt's been painted on and then you've just got like a tie, like you're a stripper. He looked like a stripper. Yeah, right. He went on dressed as a stripper and then he was all like cocky and like um, just really frat boy. He looked like a real frat boy.
1: Just fucking had like a $100 million movie open that got quite well reviewed. And to be
0: honest, if I looked like him, I probably wouldn't even own a shirt. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He's like, paint something on, I'll wear a tie.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was all right. I just thought that... um, It's the same thing with the 3D and these superhero films. I'm starting to find... Because especially they always are doing the origin now. Yeah. It's the same, it's the same third act like every time. And it's normally about like, there's a father issue or a father figure that goes missing somewhere around the end of the first act. And then he finds, he gains his powers and they're always so surprised by their powers and blah, blah, blah. And then the last thing is always a special effects fest. And I just, I mean, I thought the design of it looked really great and everything, but I guess I wasn't enough of a fan to really care about what, I mean, I know we won the war. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you weren't sitting
0: there going, fuck, oh, I wonder how this will like work that. out. <laughs> <laughs> like it, didn't, it didn't
1: have me from that, but it was okay, I guess. I just think, I mean, I've seen that new Spider-Man, that they're revisiting the origin story for Spider-Man. Yeah. It's like, I think we get it. Like, we get it now, don't we? He's yeah, bitten by you spider. got bit by a spider. <laughs> I mean, the original Spider-Man film <laughs> is, what, 12, 12 years old, and we need to remind people. Like, I think we fucking
0: remember. It's like, guys... Have you forgotten that a boy got bitten by a spider? Let's make another movie about it. Yeah. I mean, but do you think think that they're doing
1: that because some people need to be brought up to speed? Do you think there's anyone out there who is not aware, like anyone who would go see that film who's not aware that Spider-Man got bitten by a spider?
0: No, but I think that Spider-Man, actually his arc as a character isn't that long. Because, you know, he's really just a teenage boy who fights crime, right. like, for most of the journey, right? So if you're going to make a few movies, it, which is what they always want to do, it's not like they're just going to make one Spider-Man movie. They'll want to make a bunch of them. Yeah. Like, I heard that Chris Evans had signed on for seven Captain Americas. He, what they're doing is three Captain Americas
1: yep. and three... Avengers.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Which is still a fucking shitload of films. Yeah, He'll be doing them until... I honestly thought that he was doing... I was like, are they really going to do seven Captain Americas? It's going to be like Captain America, Mission to Moscow. Like, yeah. that seems like too many. But it's weird what you're seeing happen now with the... I mean,
1: Marvel being really smart with the way they're kind of building this universe. Because yeah. it's like... They're, what they're essentially doing is building like the Star Trek universe. Yeah. Like, Star Trek got those first couple of series up and then they said, Oh, cool. Well, you know, we've established the rules and... So we can now start like I mean I don't know how well the, all those Voyagers and deep space nines did, but they seem to be coming up with new Star Trek shit all the time. Like that's what Marvel it feels like Marvel's doing.
0: Yeah, and they don't all need to work as well as each other. No, you because can just, you can have your you thought. can just make a bunch of what like Iron Man movies. Yeah, and then that'll pay
1: for your Punishers. Yeah, <laughs> but they're but they're smart. I mean, they're way ahead of DC in that regard. Like DC only have Batman. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and that's about to come to an end. Like if they great now that Green Lantern tanked like. Who else have they got coming up? They got Superman, the remake. Yeah,
0: which... and 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 the third Batman, which is going to be the final one. Well, they they they'll just have to reboot Batman you in like two years. Do you reckon they'll do his origin story again? They must. Yeah, but really campy. I'd like to see it done like the Adam West, you know, like <laughs> yeah. They never really
1: talked about it in the '66 series, did they? That like the brutal slaying of his no, parents. No, it was a bit. It was more... just kind of given that it's yeah. just like you know to well Playboy. Yeah.
0: And now I'm just an old guy in yeah. an ill-fitting bat suit. <laughs>
1: With a young ward. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Do you reckon
1: they could introduce a Robin to the Nolan universe or would that just not make sense? Yeah, I think so, in a different way. Like in a... Like he'd be, what would he be, some fucking, he'd be he'd be a hacker, uh, you know, he's, when a, on like anonymous or something like that and that man catches him mid-crime or something and comes to recruit him.
0: Yeah, or just like, you know, someone you, else. You could
1: have him a circus performer though, like the actual Dick Grayson was. Because he goes to the circus now.
0: Uh, so, well, it could, it'd be like uh, it could be like Cirque du Soleil. So, like mm. Bruce Wayne could be at some big, like, fucking fancy Cirque du Soleil and find, like, you know, the you know, like the. Do you reckon the? Do you reckon he would go there? Like, just say, for some reason, he's on a date. Just no, just say for some
1: reason it's in Christopher Nolan's contract that he yeah. has to include Robin. Robin. Yeah. But he can choose whichever. No, so that but it has to be the Cirque du Soleil. They've done some kind of cross promotional deal. Yeah. <laughs> You reckon he would do it? Because I couldn't see it. I can't see like he, The whole thing about the Nolan universe is it's like real. You know? yeah. this is the way it would happen. Cirque du Soleil is real. Yeah, I know, but I don't think a Cirque du Soleil gymnast is going to become like a crime fighter overnight.
0: Well, maybe not overnight. I'll give you a montage. It won't happen overnight, but it will happen. <laughs> it will happen. But I'm, I'm imagining he has all these like great acrobatic skills. He's like a um, no. You know what he'd be? He's he'd like be a... one of those guys who does parkour. How about he's a? Oh yeah, okay. That I'll give you that
1: parkour yeah. or mixed martial arts. Yeah, he's like he's like a, an actual martial artist or something because yeah. there is a kind of you know you could, he's Brazilian jiu-jitsu. or Yeah, something totally. Like that. Yeah, that's yeah. how he'd do it. Yeah, and who would play Robin? Ryan Gosling. Oh,
0: Ryan Gosling would be great. It's too old.
1: It's too close in age. Let's, let's say that he can't be older than 20. Uh, does he have to be young? Yeah. Yeah, he's got to be young. Otherwise, what's the point? Otherwise, you've got two Batman running around. Yeah, but
0: one of them um, is a circus performer. <laughs> 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 one of them can swallow knives and shit. Um, uh, okay, so it's got to be someone young. Yeah, what actor? Would,
1: like a, a Zach Efron. Any cool, someone? young.
0: It can't be Zach Efron. Well, Justin Bieber. Yeah, it would be someone Imagine like if, Imagine if Christopher Nolan came out and said, look guys, <laughs> some people are a bit suspicious about Heath Ledger as the Joker. I've got a surprise for you. <laughs> Justin Bieber is Robin.
1: <laughs> now, do you reckon there'd be a, a, a bigger outcry for that than there was for Michael Keaton? Because that was the equivalent of, saying Michael Keaton was going to be Batman back in 88 would have been the equivalent of saying Justin Bieber would be Robin because Michael Keaton was Beetlejuice, Mr. Mum. And it's
0: going to be Batman. You think that's a bigger casting shock than if Christopher Nolan cast Justin Bieber as Robin?
1: Well, not that Christopher... If you take the director out of the equation, I'd say the idea that Justin Bieber is going to be Robin would (laughs) would have been just as shocking as Michael Keaton's going to be Batman. Michael Keaton being Batman would be the equivalent of them saying, I don't know, like, not Kevin James, but, you know, like, one of those Adam Sandler kind of guys is going to be... You know, he was like a middle, mid-range kind of comedic actor. He wasn't...
0: Zach Galifianakis is Batman. Oh, I
1: suppose you could say like Bradley Cooper's going to be Batman. Brad
0: Bradley Cooper could be Batman. He's not really a comedic actor. Smarmy.
1: he's so smarmy. He? <laughs> he's so smarmy. He just radiates... But you know what? I've seen an interview, and he seems like a nice enough guy, but he just radiates that douche. Yeah. Quality. Why is that? he's good looking and talented.
0: <laughs> yeah. Motherfucker. Cocky. Seems like he has sex with heaps of women. Lump, lump him in with Matt and Trey. Fuck yeah. you.
1: fuck <laughs> Matt, Trey and Brad.
0: Lee. This, is, this has not been a very positive podcast tonight, Charlie. <laughs> no, my... Maybe it's because we've been drinking all day, but there seems to have been a lot of bitterness.
1: No, I'm not bitter. When I say fuck you, that's actually an ultimate sign of respect for me. <laughs> <laughs> So if I meet you out there and I say fuck you, I mean, I mean fuck you as in I wish I was you.
0: Yeah. Fuck you for being so talented. Right. You motherfucker. So you're saying you like to fuck yourself. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Fuck you because I wish I was you. Yes.
1: Yeah. How, how did you talk me around? The, yes. Yes. Uh, well, that's what you said. You. you said fuck I you. I want to be you, so fuck I you. I want to be
0: you, so fuck you. So what you're saying is you'd
1: like to fuck yourself. Yeah. But if I was then, then I wouldn't be saying fuck you, so I wouldn't fuck myself. But no,
0: but you're... <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> I, I was, um, someone sent me a tweet about Back to the Future the other day. Oh, yeah. Day. Okay. And I know that we very rarely talk about time travel. But do you reckon... Since we're talking about movies and stuff, uh-huh. like the central, con- like the central conflict of Back to the Future is will Marty flirt with his mother in order to preserve his future? Right? Like he goes back in time, he's got to get his mum and dad together, so he's got to set yes. sort up of this thing where he's cracking onto his mum, his dad comes saves the day. So the central premise is: Would you potentially fuck your mother to save your future? That's no, like that's really, not the premise. Well because it could happen obviously Lorraine no because Marty. he's
0: not ever going to seduce her
1: no but he gets in the car and he has to fall around with her yeah well okay molest your mother would you molest, would you you molest, molest your, your mother,
0: mother to save your future to save your future now, that, that was the original tagline but that, so. <laughs> that, this is a thing though but
1: I was thinking fuck that's such, so subversive and that's so cool yeah that was a PG rated movie yeah could you imagine the same storyline happening in like a PG film like a high school musical rated film now Do you reckon, that seems so fucking dark
0: well, but I don't think it was ever writ large that that was what the movie was about. But even as the subtext, I mean... I, I, like, a Doc never sat Marty down and go, Marty, you have to molest You your might mom. have to molest your mother. Wait, you're saying she's got the hearts for me? <laughs> Put your hand under a bra and then follow me for the changes. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to touch a flux capacitor.
1: Uh... I just because I can't think. I mean, maybe I don't watch kids' movies that much, but it just kind of feels like when we were younger, the themes were a bit darker. Like that
0: was a I don't know. It's just, like a hidden theme though. Is it though? Because
1: it is. I, I mean, I remember being a kid and watching that and like being incredibly uncomfortable and being aware that he shouldn't be like sitting in the front seat with his mum and you yeah, know, but that's just comic. Showing
0: and it's pretty dark. He's though. already sucked on those boobs. Like literally, has already sucked on those boobs. Yeah, right. So it's not weird. <laughs> it's not weird. Like he has later when she's older than she is now he's sucked on those boobs so if you said to someone that like, I get that if it's, you had to convince me to do it <laughs> I get that it's gross to suck on someone's boobs when you're a kid you, you suck on your mum's boob that's fine right yeah. and then you're not allowed to do it later on yeah when she's older right at least until after you're 40 <laughs> yeah you're not allowed to do it yeah. anymore right but technically these are her her boobs are pre when he's already fed on them so, so ergo, it's fine. <laughs> Why is it fine? It's fine because they're he's pre-boob. A, he's already sucked on those boobs later than he would so in that long, movie.
1: So Marty could have said, "Okay, doc, I'll do it." Yeah, but the only thing I'm going to do is lay my lips on her breast. Yeah. because I've I'm already like, done that. I've already done that. So already i The
0: damage has been done. Yeah, I don't want to. Do- <laughs> I'm doing nothing that I haven't already. Uh, that, do, I haven't already <laughs> done in the future. <laughs>
1: a deleted scene. <laughs> you see Marty take a swig from the whiskey bottle and say, "I'm going to have to do something right now." <laughs> not going to make much sense to you.
0: <laughs> and, that, and that's when later she actually realises that that guy who looks like her son that she met in the past <laughs> was indeed her son. Was when the son Rested latches the onto the breast. And she's she's like, like, this is this so familiar. familiar.
1: <laughs> Got the strangest feeling of deja vu. <laughs> you know when um, uh, Luke and Leia kiss in Empire Strikes yeah. Back? You reckon that um, George Lucas knew that he was going to reveal them as being brother and sister when he wrote
0: that. Yeah. You, you reckon yep. you did? Yeah. I don't know. Why would you leave that in? It's so weird. Because it's weird. Because it serves the story Well, probably. it really does. It's misdirection. That's what I like about it is that, like, if you know, he told the story the way we were, you know, we were learning about it ourselves. You know, I think that whole reveal of, like, that and the reveal of Darth Vader... In that movie, is actually really well done. Oh, yeah, it's like, like do you mean the, like it's the, it's one of
1: the most famous reveals in cinematic yeah. history? Of, yeah, of
0: course. But but it literally, I think these days you think of Star Wars and you don't actually think you know they did some really fucking cool stuff in Star Wars. And I think that's one of the greatest things they did was that storytelling early on. It genuinely, you didn't sit there and go, oh yeah, okay, I knew that the whole time. Like you know, back in those days. And mm. and part of that was I think that he made him pash. Because you're like, well, he's not going to make a brother and sister pass. Gross. It's
1: just so fucking icky. Like, if you go back and watch that scene now with the knowledge you have, it's like, yeah, And isn't there meant to be some kind of chemical in all of this that stops us being attracted to, like, our siblings? Isn't there? No. Like, there isn't. I thought there was some kind of
0: genetic thing that made you... Or is it It's just environmental? Well, I, I, I'm not attracted to my brother or sister. No. But I have... Um, Seen things on TV and stuff about you know people who were separated at you know birth and and they find each then other they and find fall each other life. and they fall in love and then they realise that they're like you know brother and sister and shit yeah I know but
1: I, I, well maybe it is all I just could have sworn I, I heard something that there is some <laughs> can a,
0: you imagine if it had, hadn't worked out the way it did in Star Wars and instead of saving the universe <laughs> they Luke together. and Leia ended up on some fucking having a one eyed kid <laughs> on some TV show <laughs> I'm married my sister. <laughs> do uh, do you, do you All I wanted to do was go to Hitachi station <laughs> and get some power converters and then I like, marry my sister. What station? Wasn't it a touchy station? Touchy what station, was it? Touchy station? touchy station. Touchy station. What was it? Touchy station. Touchy I touchy want to go station. to the Touchy Station. <laughs> it was a it was a glory hole that he often frequented. <laughs> <laughs> and Well look how he had to pay for that, that, that fucking glider somehow. Exactly. And so he would go into town. Um, use the force to... <laughs> guys would literally say, uh, as he was sucking them off, they'd be like, the force is strong in him. <laughs> when they're done, like, may the force be with you. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, so he would do that. Um, <laughs> t- true. <laughs> Deleted says. <scenes. laughs> wow, we've managed
1: to get on to Star Wars Bukaki. Who would have thought it? Um, we oh, yeah. should wind it up. It's, okay. uh, it's, geez, it's been a long day. What time did we start? So one o'clock. Cause you are the people who are listening. This is going to be the freshest toe fop. Yeah. You over here. Cause I am literally. And yet it
0: feels st- quite style.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally going to be cutting this and putting it up like straight away. So yeah. if you download it, um, you know, let's see. so it's almost 1030 on a Sunday night. This yeah. will be up in the next couple of hours. You're going to get some fresh, hot, piping hot toe fob in your ears. Yeah. If I go and bust the bakery first thing in the morning, it's like, "Mm, I smell time travel.
0: (laughs) Uh, So yes, it's been a long day. We went out to the footy, which we had to get the train. And then uh, we drank a lot of beer and watched football. Mm. And then... We, um, I came back in and did an interview, and you came home for a while, and <laughs> I did a show, a and time. we went to dinner. We've really spoken to each other too much today. That's yeah. the problem with this podcast. This amazing. We got this like is an the, hour out of it. There the, yeah, the so was a
1: couple of times today where we purposely stopped talking about subjects uh, that we thought would make good That talk sounds interesting. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we just sat in absolute silence for two hours at the football, <laughs> just starting conversations like, Do you reckon Superman ever. Th- Wait. <laughs> 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 Say that one.
1: Uh, have you got shows for mate?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm on at the Sydney Comedy Store and then um, uh, Perth and uh, some regional dates. WillAnderson.com.au for details. Um, uh, the girls who do the uh, Tofop um, quotes Tumblr, Tumblr page, page. Yeah, want wanted a plug, it. so um, uh, if you uh, want to check out Tumblr Tofop quotes there or Tofop quotes um, on uh, Twitter, and uh, we have a, 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 t- a t- Twitter address now.
1: Yeah, that's right, Tweet Fop.
0: Yeah, um, we haven't really tweeted much
1: no it's well because here's the thing when we set up the Facebook account yeah. it was hooked up to my direct Twitter account so yeah. we ended up there in episode Will <laughs> to his credit did not use, abuse that position knowing that he could log as his yeah. administrator of the Facebook page I
0: could just log on and whatever I wrote <laughs> on the Facebook page <laughs> would come up it would tweet. come up as Charlie's personal tweet yeah
1: it's amazing he didn't abuse it once I
0: like thought about it a couple of times
1: I mean I had my, my fa- I've had my Facebook status update sabotaged so many times last night in fact by your girlfriend yeah The fact that you resisted is amazing in this day and age.
0: I was trying to save it for a special occasion. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, when, like, I don't know, there was some, like, some really horrible thing that happened in, like, society. And I make some joke about (laughs) it. And I'd be like, no, not even that. I'm like, I'm the one who put the bomb on that girl. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be hilarious. (laughs) For me. Hilarious. All
1: right, so uh, we'll be back next week. Um, Charlie Clawson. Will Anderson.